Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gil, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! To the Sneaker History Podcast. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingball, and I'm here today with my guy, Mike Guillory. What's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing good. Just another day, another sneaker, and I'm happy to be here. Got some uh, some positive stuff going on that we're going to talk about on this episode that I'm pretty excited about. Before we get into it, I do want to uh, sadly say that we have no reviews to read for you today. Unfortunately, we just don't have any more to read. So if you've got a chance, head over to iTunes, drop us a review. If you're really about that life, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash sneaker history. You can get an extra podcast episode a week, plus a bunch of other content. Any Anything else on your end, Mike? No, man. Come, come check us out. I think we're... I haven't done the, the actual count yet, but I think we're creeping towards number 100 here soon. And, and I know in about a, about a month and a half, we're going to reach a full year of uh, bringing you guys a little sneaker content. So I'm super excited for where we're at. And thank you guys for listening to get us. For sure. Definitely. Thank you all for listening. I mean, we got 76 ratings on iTunes right now, which is super dope. I, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of mind blowing to think about how many people actually listen to the podcast. And I'm just thankful that all of you, Give us a little piece of your day to uh, talk sneakers. And if you have anything that you want to get at us with on on the sneaker front, you can actually text us one eight seven seven Air Max one one eight seven seven two four seven six two nine one, and we'll be able to share whatever your whatever your heart desires through that. You can feel you got scared. You pull back a little bit on that. You're like, Ooh, maybe not whatever your heart desires. <laughs> I mean, we're obviously not gonna, not gonna be, uh, you know, trashing things, but let us know what you're, what you're, what you're looking at, what you're listening to, what you're watching. You know, we just want to talk sneakers with you. So we set up this phone number to be able to do that. And you can, you can call and leave a voicemail. We'll basically use that recording on an upcoming episode if you want us to. Um, or, yeah, you can just shoot us a text, you know, whatever it is, whatever you're thinking, feeling. We just want to talk sneakers with you. So the phone number again is one eight seven seven Air Max one. Nice. I didn't know we had that. That's new to me. Go ahead and call. I want to hear what you guys got to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. Hopefully we can get some more people involved in the podcast, even get, you know, topic ideas from you guys, maybe even guest ideas from you guys. Shifting gears, let's get into it. What what uh what are you rocking today, Mike? What are you copping this week? Rocking it. Yeah. Uh, today I actually was in my pair of 
John Elliott LeBron icons in the, in the pink colorway. So I rocked those today. Um, and underrated shoe. They're on sale. If you, and they were like 250, now they're like 150. So you got some spare change. I say go buy them. They're a good shoe. Yeah. Um, but on the radar right now, you know, me and Nick were just talking before we got on a, on a record button here, but D Rose ones, like D Rose was one of my favorite players as soon as he got drafted, was one of my favorite players like throughout, you know, his career. And it's awesome to see his comeback. And I just want to support any way I can. And if I can get a pair, of either the, the Simeon, D Rose ones that come out, it should be Valentine's Day, I think the 14th, or the Chinese New Year pair that are supposed to be released. And I, I'm down for one or either. So that's what I'm looking out for. Yeah, man. The D Rose one is definitely one of my favorite shoes. I mean, it hasn't aged as gracefully as some other shoes, but I I went really heavy, really hard on that shoe. I got tons of pairs of it. Um I'll I'll have to I'll have to dig some of them out and uh We'll get into that in another episode, maybe closer to the time of that release. But so today I actually was rocking uh, a pair of Nike trainer ones. Okay. Uh, not, not the originals, but the 2009, like kind of retro, like updated version with the flywire. Um, and I was, I have a Jerry Rice player exclusive colorway that was given to me by Nick DePaula. And, uh, Obviously, like Nick and I have a, a long history going back to Soul Collector. We're both from Sacramento, and um, he obviously knows like how much I love that shoe and hooked it up, uh, I guess, a few summers ago now. I mean, it's it's just one of those shoes that's like super important to me. I, as a kid, I used to go with my grandpa during the summers. Uh, we, would, we would go up to Rockland, California to Sierra College, which is like the junior college outside of Sacramento. And... The 49ers used to have training camp there. So mm -hmm. we used to go up there and, and watch them. You know, I'm like ah. six, seven, eight, ten years old, somewhere in that range. Uh, this is back before everything is like fenced off and a, a big deal for training camp. So you could literally just go sit in the stands or stand on the side of the field and watch the guys practice. So any anytime I'm able to kind of like connect any of those dots, it's a super important sneaker for me and and that's definitely one of them but i just actually posted the pictures up on my twitter today too so you guys can check that out if you want it's dope um that's dope and you got jerry rice catching passes being 60 years old just about <laughs> yeah that was crazy man uh <laughs> yeah and as far as what i'm looking at cop and i'm with mike the the rose one obviously is a it's a, a big deal seeing the simian uh you know his high school colorway is is dope the all-star colorway for what was that 2011 i want to say when he came into the league um uh 2010 2000. i remember i was still in still in college when i bought them and you know uh played in the between them and my kobe fives anytime i got any, any intramural games i was i was putting on yeah so oh then that must have been 2010. 10 years ago then huh so yeah but yeah, that one's definitely on, on my radar. I also just saw on uh, Sneaker News the that White Mountaineering is collaborating with Saucony, which uh, they've done a ton of stuff with Adidas over the years. A lot of like technical, technical, but like high end kind of designs that they do, I guess is the best way to put it. But very like wearable type stuff, performance oriented, waterproof type stuff. So the next, this next collab looks like it's going to be with Saucony. They've got a couple of different runners. 
basically like one of them's got the boa system which i don't know if you're familiar with that but it's basically like a rotate you rotate the dial to tighten the shoes as opposed to you know having traditional lacing which you know if you if you've ever looked at any of my instagram or twitter posts like unconventional lacing is is right up my alley so i'm kind of of excited to see what comes from from this and it's cool to see brands that that kind of get the opportunity to to work with different you know like streetwear brands or clothing brands that get the opportunity to work with different footwear brands because sometimes i feel like as they progress through you know a single partnership sometimes it can get a little tired because they only have so many shoes that they want to work with and it's like you know, I think opening up to a new brand will be a cool thing for them, for white mountaineering, that is to, uh, you know, get some more exposure and get some, bring in some different fans and also work, it should work cool for Saucony as well. So I think that one's definitely the top of my list on the radar. Yeah, that's a good one. I was, I didn't realize that, that anyone else used a BOA system. Cause I just remember, was it the Puma Disc Blaze with the BOA system? Yeah. I didn't realize anyone else ever actually used it. Yeah, so the the BOA system actually is pretty common in like trail shoes. So like I have some Solomons from back mm-hmm. that use that system. Um, obviously, like Saucony. There's a there's a lot of um, yeah. There's just a lot a lot of like those like trail runners and and kind of more hiking oriented or like hybrid hiking slash running shoes yeah uh have used it over the years so ah it's a cool it's a cool one though like the the first look on it um we'll we'll put a link in the description but first look on it it's kind of a it's, it's a good looking shoe to me yeah it's not bad i, I like it. it i mean i like it because pretty much like white mountaineering gives other brands um pretty much an answer to nike's acg line so it's pretty cool yeah definitely so we got a special topic today talking about the Wiz Vault, which is is basically Wiz Khalifa's way of giving back to the community. And what he does is he has a campaign called the Clothes Off My Back campaign, which is literally the clothes that he's worn, the sneakers that he's worn. And he auctions those off, kind of sells them through the Wiz Vault, which we'll put a link in the description so you can check that out. But we were actually lucky enough to get a look at the list of shoes. It's about to launch. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, it, it should be live 9 a.m. January 21st. It's starting off with the top 20 pairs from his collection. And his collection is, you know, obviously massive. And, and maybe not as massive as it once was, but 120 plus sneakers ranging from Supreme, Jordan, up to high-end Balenciaga, Valentino type stuff. So it's got it's got a lot of stuff, but he's got a lot of customs in there as well. So we're just going to go through some of the shoes that he has and and talk about what they represent but i just felt like this topic was a really cool way to highlight something good that's going on you know like i think you know the sneaker game gets a, a bad rap because the squeaky wheel gets the oil kind of thing and people hear a lot of negativity around sneakers but really there's a lot of good things going on in this game too so I mean, I can't imagine anybody that doesn't know Wiz Khalifa at this point, but Wiz is basically kind of known for wearing chucks, basically. <laughs> uh, I, I think like, let's see, his Taylor Gang Records was based on Chuck Taylors, and that was probably 2008 or 
nine, maybe. I was trying to think of when when I first heard him. I, I just remember there's a the first. I don't know if it was like a, a mixtape or an album, but the first one was like Deal or No Deal. And it's a picture of him on the album holding up the Pittsburgh the chain. Right. And that was the first time I was like, oh, damn. OK, Pittsburgh. Uh, at that time, you know, like you just didn't hear a lot of hip hop coming from Pittsburgh. Mac Miller and and such, I think, like probably, probably right around that time where these guys are coming up and, and it really kind of establishing that, like, there's a scene here in Pittsburgh. Fast forward a couple of years and 2011 or 2010, I guess, is when the first super smash hit came out, Black and Yellow, which was literally everywhere for I feel like a year straight. Oh, yeah, you know, it was it literally just, everywhere everybody you was listening to that song. That's album, Rolling Papers. I think it's called On My Level is actually like my probably my favorite Wiz song of all time. I digress. That's, <laughs> that's, that's not what we're here to talk about. Obviously, you're listening to, to hear about the speakers. I wanted to start off with the first customs that I saw like that Wiz had made or somebody made for him done by Hippie Neal. And they were the Taylor Gang Customs. Basically took an Air Jordan 4. Had, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but Herb Juice on Instagram does like crazy patches and like detailing t- custom tags that kind of stuff um he made the patches for the for the tongue of these air jordan fours and you know it's a a kind of like a, a a black looks like probably like a a bread yeah, thunder four huh? oh, a thunder four with they look like they he repainted the midsole with a glossy red yeah, maybe. I mean, it's got the red on the tongue, too. So basically, like, yeah. the, you know, Taylor Gang with the it's like classic kind of Pirates logo twist. If I was a Pittsburgh fan, I, I would probably have copped something like this if it actually released. Oh, yeah. Why, why not? We're going to put a link in the description to the Wiz Vault. I'll also uh, link to an article kind of with some more detailed shots of the shoe and a little bit on Hippie Neal who did the customizing. He does like restorations and customs and he's also an, another Pittsburgh <laughs> resident. So that is kind of one of the shoes that stood out for me on this list without going too far into the list itself. We can leave off a lot of the Chuck Taylors, right? There's not too many. Yeah. Yeah. There's not too many that don't know that Wiz is, is a, is a Chuck Taylor fan, fanatic. We'll just say that there will be plenty of Chuck Taylors, plenty of variety too, like not just your regular black on white, you know, classics. But um, I know uh, the thing that stood out for the Chuck Taylors for me was like there's the Dickies, Dickies Converse collab uh, was one of my favorites. Then I saw there's like Jimi Hendrix, John Varvatos, just a just a lot, a lot of super dope Converse. So. But we'll we'll let you guys dig through the list uh, on the Wiz Vault for that. The other shoes, um, I don't know, Mike. What, what, was there anything on that list that, that you found interesting? I mean, something that jumps completely off the page are the Guinness SB Dunks. Yeah, that's a great like, shoe. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he's like. What, what he's selling these for? And clearly, we haven't seen the prices yet. We won't see that until the twenty first. Um, but I mean, it's a uh, it's a rare dunk. It's a really good looking dunk. Forget it being rare. It's just a, it's a good looking dunk. One of the probably best design of all time. And it's cool to see it on the list. I mean, 
But I think the best part of looking at the list is kind of until you see pictures of it, it's a toss-up. Like he's not drawing you in with the colorways or anything. He literally just has, you know, Nike Cortez, uh, Jordan 10, Jordan 3. Like you have to go and see what it is. Um, so it's really cool. It kind of eliminates that uh I mean I don't think there would be any way to probably to bot that because it's like a charity, but still is really cool. It makes you have to go look at them. And if you keep going down the list, he actually has to cream uh Don C Air Jordan. Yeah, he just got a bunch of good stuff on yeah, here. I'm just yeah. gonna see. I think those are probably the two to jump out at me the at the the most. Um yeah, those are definitely the two that jump up at, at, at me the most. It's just uh, you never know what you get. There's such a crazy mixture of things here from, like Nick said, the uh, all of the Converse. You have Vans. He's, he's a big Van guy as well. Like There's literally something for the high end, something for the low end. It's really cool. I think it's a, a interesting point, too, that I don't know if you guys have checked out the, the sneaker shopping that Wiz did with, with Joe LaPuma uh, and Complex a couple years back, but one of the things that, that kind of stood out was he talked about moving to California and fans kind of becoming a thing for him when he moved to California. And I thought that was really interesting because like you don't really realize it, but like vans are just massively popular here, especially in Southern California. I mean, they're popular everywhere, but you can wear them, you know, 365 days a year in California and and not really have to worry too much, which you know, you can't really do that in a lot of places. So um, one of the other things from that particular episode of sneaker shopping, which we'll, we'll link in the description to that as well is Wiz talks about having a bunch of shoes and then, you know, kind of going and hanging out with currency, like currency kind of kind of like coaching him on his sneaker stuff. And I thought that was really <laughs> interesting because one thing that we talked a lot about on the podcast is just the, the different backgrounds and, and, you know, what you get to see in your neighborhoods and, and coming up and like being in a local area, but then you get to go, you know, be in a, in a different place with different people and they have different tastes. And one of the things that was really interesting that they talked about is that Wiz basically took a lot of knowledge from, from currency because currency is like a crazy, like sneaker dude. Wiz is like a, a sneaker dude, but not like he had a bunch of stuff. And then took it another level with currency, you know, kind of like coaching him slash gassing him up. But then on the flip side, like, <laughs> you know, Wiz was wearing Chucks when they first met. And the story, you know, it was just cool to hear him say that currency ended up wearing Chucks down the road after because Wiz was so into to Chucks, you know, and and to hear that is like, even though these guys are celebrities, it puts it into like this real place where we as kind of the sneakerheads do that with our friends, right? Like Robbie, for instance, who's not on, on with us today, you know, recently picked up Air Max 90s, which, you know, he was really kind of not into. And and now he's been wearing them pretty regularly. So uh, I just think it's super dope. And, and it just brings like a super real moment with Wiz and kind of brings him like into this like world that we don't always see celebrities as a part of, right? We see them as as like kind of up and above or removed from the normal stuff of sneakers. And that was a really cool thing to see when I was, when I was watching the, the sneaker shopping, I guess like, you know, just a few others to, to go off of this list. Um, it, I, I, when I first looked at it and, and I don't know how many of these are going to be available right away. Um, but, you know, keep an eye on the Wiz Vault over the next few weeks. I think 
there'll be more dropping. But there's just a crazy variety in his collection. And it's it's super impressive to see that because as somebody who makes good money and has a successful career, you know, celebrities kind of can buy whatever they want. And sometimes you see them buy all this crazy stuff. And what I love about Wiz's collection is it's just so diverse, so like normal, right? He seems like just like every other guy. Yeah, it seems like every other guy rocking sneakers and just like excited to get these things here and there. And obviously doesn't go too crazy, but every once in a while you see like a Margella on there and you're like, oh, you know, you know, he felt like stepping it up today or whatever. So <laughs> got some Reebok pumps, uh, Black History Month Air Jordan 3s, like Mike said, a bunch of Vans. I think it was cool to see that there's a couple of pairs of the Converse uh, Aero Jams, which, you know, we haven't seen retro for a few years. Um, and I, I think he's got a couple of exclusive colorways, so make sure you keep an eye out for that. Uh, ha- has like the the Steph Curry Under Armour Dark Matters, which you haven't seen too many people with those lately. I know the Curry line gets a bad rep, but personally, I think there's a lot of good stuff mixed in there. The Dark Matters definitely one of them. I just sold one actually. I had that. Uh, I had that exact pair. It was my first pair of Currys, and I just sold them not too long ago. Oh man. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get a pair, so um, they were dope. I played ball in them. I, I got some. I, I used them up, but uh, yeah, they're, they're they're nice. Don't don't just. I think that's what you're the point you're making with Wiz's collections. Like, it looked like he will step out of his comfort zone and try something. So he ranging from his normal Vans to jumping to Under Armors or Giuseppe's. Like he ha- he's like a normal person. He'll 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 try something and not getting hung up on one brand too much. Like yes, he has his favorites, but. There's definitely some different things sprinkled in here. So it's, I guess the, the point is, it's always good to give something a shot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can't remember exactly the date, but I think Wiz's collab with Converse was like 2016, something like that, 2017 maybe. And he had like a whole collection of Converse Chuck Taylor variations. Uh, I was lucky enough to get like one of the pairs uh, he did like the kind of like artwork that's on the lining and they did like probably think of what I'm, I want to say they did like six, six, seven, eight colorways. Looking at this list, there's there's plenty of the Wiz Khalifa Converse Chuck Taylors coming. So being able to get a pair of Wiz Khalifa's Chuck Taylors, like literally from Wiz Khalifa is super dope if you're a fan of Wiz Khalifa. And honestly, like if you're like a, a collector of sneakers, this is just a good opportunity to to get your hands on something that's kind of unique, but also doing something for good on top of it, right? Make your purchase worth it. Do something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think here. There was uh, a couple of others on there. I saw there's a Supreme Vans uh, collab. There was a <laughs> Nike uh, trainer SCs. All I know is he became a normal person to me in a, in a good way, not not like a derogatory way. But once I saw Aldo high tops, he became a normal human being. Like he literally just buy, he made buy stuff just for function. Yeah. So the Wiz Khalifa Converse actually dropped started in in like 2013 and dropped probably like. It looks like about eight to 10 colorways, um, which, you know, he did the artwork on some of them. It's on the outside. Some of it's on the lining. Uh, what, what was really dope is they actually had like a, a more cushioned insole than the regular Chucks. 
so they're probably a little bit more comfortable. I actually have a pair of one of those, um, but I actually never wore them. I kind of kept them dead stock because I I tend to want to keep my sneakers that are for celebrities specifically uh, dead stock. So I have like some, I have like Wiz Converse. I have uh, some Tyga Reeboks. I have uh, some Lupe uh, Vans, a bunch of random collaborations that kind of weren't like popping off in like the mainstream, but like we're special enough where I wanted to be like, Hey, this is going to be important someday because not everybody gets a sneaker collab. So, and I guess like the, the last, last, but definitely not least the one thing that I wanted to talk about from this list. Uh, and I, I, again, like you have to check the whiz vault, um, to see when these are actually going to be available. But back in 2014, JBF Customs, if you're familiar, uh, Jake Ferrato um, made a pair of Nike Air Force Ones with the Supreme Fuck logo all over print in the upper. And I want to say that it was done in partnership with John Geiger, who coincidentally is also from Pittsburgh. That was super dope to see. Um, but actually, Wiz got, I don't know if they're one of a kind, but Wiz actually has a pair and they're going to be in this collection for mm-hmm. the Wiz Vault. So uh, definitely a rare, rare custom that you're not going to be able to get anywhere else and worth checking out. But um, we'll, we'll put a link in the description and obviously you guys can dig through and see what you want. But basically, like there's, you know, prototypes, samples, some of his everyday stuff, some more rare stuff, some of the stuff from his collab with Converse back in the day that presumably never made it to production. All that kind of stuff um, is just the WizVault.com, and we'll put a link in the description too. And let so. us know if you guys end up picking something up. Shoot us a picture. We'd like to post it to show what you guys got from that that, that charity. So that'd be pretty pretty dope to see. Yeah, for sure. That would be super dope. Tag us at Sneaker History on Instagram, Twitter wherever else you're going to post we're we're on all the platforms at sneaker history so mike was there any any kind of new stuff that we wanted to go over for this episode man i've actually been looking not i don't see too much going on in, in the news world except for you know we we got a new look at the the second iteration of the nike sakai um vapor waffle which is that's kind of been a big thing because what paris fashion week was last weekend or something like that yeah yeah um so i mean i I don't know if you've seen them yet i I mean they just look like a sleeker version of the sakai waffle um i'm yeah a little bit more interesting colors i guess yeah and the soul's a little bit different as well a little looks like the looks like it's a vapor fly or vapor street. I'm sorry. It looks like almost like a vapor street with a wall, like with the waffle mixed together, just the way the the lines are in the sole and then the shape of the shoe. So it looks like they're just taking more of it, uh, trying to add in one of the more modern sneakers with, uh, of course, that that waffle retro. So you're getting more of a futuristic look. And I don't know. These look like they're a little bit harder to wear than the originals. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of the originals, but I would take those over the ones they've been showing. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I I like the uh the gray pair from the original set. Definitely was a 
a sleeper. I slept on it. Um, just <laughs> in general, like I feel like the shoe is a little too tall for me and I'm already, you know, I'm already tall enough. <laughs> um, and, well, and lucky you. No, just, <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know how to say that, but like, it was just, it, it's one of those things where like, I don't want to wear like shoes that make me feel taller. It just feels weird to me. Like I'd rather be yeah. like, low profile type stuff most of the time. Um, Sure. So the Sakai stuff didn't really appeal to me in that sense. Um, but one of the other things I did see news wise uh, that was really interesting was Air Dior set mm -hmm. from uh, Jordan Brand. I thought it was really interesting that Travis Scott is the face of the campaign, right? Like crazy. I don't know. I, I don't I, I don't really I don't think it's a bad thing, but I just don't I guess I just don't understand it. Uh, if he's got his own collabs, shouldn't, shouldn't somebody be, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just thinking about it. Be, uh, I think this is a, if don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it rule. He's the hottest thing walking a Jordan brand, like bigger than any athlete signed to him. So why not just keep pumping out his face everywhere you can? I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But what gets me about it, like, I, I kind of understand what you mean, though, kind of like why Travis Scott, because. Yes, his shoes were limited, but they were accessible to his fan base in a sense of the pricing made sense for retail for the people who, you know, who are his fans, which typically are a younger, I don't want to say necessarily say kid, but I mean, a lot of times they are like teenagers and young, young adults and who probably aren't going to spend 2000 plus on a pair of shoes. So I, that's why I kind of see the disconnect. I don't see how that's going to, who, who they're advertising towards. Like, who, who, what audience are we looking to, yeah, to reach with this shoe? I thought like it was more of a designer shoe, like you're you're pushing towards maybe more established person who is a or someone like I'm gonna say established. I mean, someone who has really deep pockets who wants to buy a Jordan. <laughs> well, speaking of deep pockets, um, if these LeBron Seven Lakers PEs actually release, uh, people with deep pockets that paid a lot for them are not going to be happy. Ha, but I will. I'm going to try to buy him. <laughs> and we already know we don't. Robbie's not here, but we'll speak on his behalf. He will buy them. At yeah, retail. For sure. <laughs> LeBron 7 is just so good to begin with. So, um, but it, it is interesting to see all the different colorways that, that potentially are coming out from that. Uh, I think, uh, last but not least, the Nike. Adapt BB 2.0. I saw that John Morant wore them for the first time. Uh, you know, they've kind of been floating around other people's Instagram accounts. There's a, there's a few colorways that kind of are out there, I think. But um, seeing them, seeing good pictures of them and knowing that they're not like, you know, fakes. And this comes from like the, the NBA quick, uh, excuse me, this comes from the NBA kicks Instagram account. I don't know, man. Like, I think, I think this is by far the best looking, like self-lacing. I don't know. The Hirachi adapt is really dope. This is by far the best, like on court basketball. Like it's so good. Like it looks so much more smooth oh, than dude. the first one. The first, the first few, like the, you know, um, I forget what the, what's the, uh, the hyper adapt was like the Earl, right? And, yeah. and 
it looked dope, but it was not. You could tell it was. It had a lot going on. It wasn't like just a sleek, smooth sneaker, right? And the first Adapt BB came out and was like, all right, it looks pretty good, but it's still got a little too much going on. The Adapt BB2 looks like it looks like it could be a shoe that comes out right now, regardless of whether it's got, you know, power lacing or, you know, app controlled lacing. It just is solid. And then I'm pretty sure it's got Zoom Turbo four foot cushioning, which just makes me want to. Like Thank there, you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. See, that got me because I was like, they couldn't tell me what the cushioning was on original. They wouldn't say if it was cushion or anything. And there was no real, I feel like there's no real tech specs on the cushioning. But if there's legit cushion in this one, and it looks so much better, like head and shoulders above the last model. I mean, 350 is still quite steep, but if, like, I would be more inclined to buy that one because of the look. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like 350 is a lot. What? I mean, that's a great question. What is like that? What is the price point? What's the limit on the price of a pair of shoes for you? And is it based on the technology, based on the looks, based on the collab? You know, how, how do you decide on that price point? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, for me personally, especially for like a basketball shoe, if I know I'm going out there, I'm going to put, you know, put in work in these things. I'm real hesitant to spend over $200, like 200. I would probably say, yeah, 200 has been my, been like the cap on basketball shoes. And that was when I bought the Jordan 29 and I, I bought on retail instead of waiting to buy myself. But that was the cap of buying a basketball shoe because I know I am going to give these things to business and it will be really hard for me to look at a pair of $350 shoes and see them falling apart after a while. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, for me, uh, it's, it's hard to think about spending more than like 130, 150 on a pair that I'm going to like run or play in because it's just going to look, it's just going to get destroyed, you know? So um, it's hard to think of paying 350 for any shoe, I think I tend to lean towards like, you know, it would have to be a, like a true grail for me to spend that kind of money or like the the perfect situation, you know. Um, but man, these these definitely are tempting, like very tempting, very tempting. Yeah, I'm, I'll wait for you to buy them so I can look at them. <laughs> Um, all right. So let me see. Is there any other news that we need to be covering this week? Um, I mean, I feel like we're going to be a little low because we got about mm, two and a half, I'd say three and a half, four weeks until All-Star. I feel like we're going to have a little low. I feel like within the next couple of days, we'll start getting a bunch of stuff pumped out at us. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, unless you want to talk to Conor McGregor knocking someone out in 40 seconds. <laughs> That was crazy. Yeah, that was great. Um, so I I think maybe we probably should talk about Yeezys, only because there's like six thousand colorways of three fifty V2s right now, and (laughs) (laughs) yeah, exactly. Uh, 
But I, I, I think, uh, you know, I just don't want to, I don't want to dismiss it just because it's easy stuff, but I, I, there, there really has been like just a ton of colorways popping up lately. So what was the last easy 350 release that you, like, I don't even remember the last easy 350 release. The, uh, the last three fifty release was that I can't think I can't say the name nor can I think of it. It was that Christmas pack. It was a black with the multicolored stitching in it. The black with the green, blue, red in it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chill, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But now you have the uh, whites. <laughs> a pair of white ones releasing this weekend. Yeah, and that's like basically the. It's it's same kind of name. It's like Yishaha or something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna need a translator. Yeah, if you're if you can translate easy colorways, we have an opening. Uh, shoot us a DM, text us to one eight seven seven Air Max One. We need we need some help translating easy colorways. I mean, it's not. I see. This is such a double edged sword for me because. Yeah, I think I'm I, again like 99% of people. I'm sick of the same color palette, but I do respect the fact that he's releasing so many that it is easier for people to get a pair of them. Like, I still, I, I'll be honest, like, I don't. Yeah. 350 is not my favorite shoe because I, I like more layers to my sneakers. I like some more depth to the build of them. So that one piece sock is not necessarily my favorite. But the fact that, you know, I can break down and like actually try to get a pair, I probably yeah. be successful. I respect it. And it still it tempts me to want to do it because I know, hey, I may have a possibility of actually winning a pair. I think at this point, like it's kind of like the Ultra Boost, right? Like the original Ultra Boost, you know, is one of my favorite shoes. But when I wear it now, I feel like it looks a little dated. Um, and I think, you know the 350 v2 is kind of that way too i think it looks cool i think that i prefer a little bit more substance you know like i like i like the the 700s better i like the um i mean even just like yeah like the 500s even just like the recent um what is that the 700 v3 just a little chunkier i just yeah, those are cool. yeah i think i think they look cooler to you know personally they look cooler but i do think it is cool that they're putting out so many versions of 350 v2 so literally everybody that wants them can get them um yeah i feel like that's been a part of the strategy all along and i think that you know for the true fans they can go buy you know 50 colorways and have the whole crazy you know sneaker wheel in their instagram post but for the average consumer there's a lot of options out there and if they see one that's like available then it's Cool, just grab it, you know. Um, but I don't know, man. It's it's really interesting to see like where you know Kanye is headed with this stuff, and I'm I'm really hoping that we. I'm really hoping that if this is the approach, that it doesn't happen with every silhouette, right? Like I'm hoping that he's thinking the 350 V2 is my you know Chuck Taylor of the line. And I'm going to push out mm-hmm. a thousand colorways and everything else is like kind of few and far between. 
maybe three to five colorways and call it good. Yeah. But you know, it's crazy though. This is going to be his, you know, like you said, Chuck Taylor, when it's still $220, but the V3 700, 180 bucks, a more respectable price point. And we, we got one pair so far. And I, and just like you, I think they look better than the 350 just because there's again, more depth, more thought. I don't want to say more thoughtfulness in the design because I don't know what went into the 350 V2, but in my mind, it looks like there was just more time taken with that shoe. But I mean, I feel like that one, you can do so much with it and your production cost is less because there's no boost in it. And clearly people lost their minds for that shoe. So I don't know if he's just waiting to, you know, keep that anticipation built and just keep, and basically just keep giving people nibbles with the 350s and then throw it right at them with the, you know, with the different models to basically just have them salivating for it. So I, I don't know, but I just want more of those other models or yeah, more of the V3 because that's the one I would want it. I thought it would be a little easier to get because of the way to advertise it. False. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Yeezy's an interesting, uh, interesting topic. Obviously, it's, it's. I think Kanye is always going to be a, <laughs> an interesting topic. Always keeping people guessing, but uh, ain't that the truth? So that pretty much wraps up this episode. Uh, we got links in the description for for the Wiz Vault and for the topics that we covered in the news and anything else that's on your mind. Shoot us a text. Hit us on Twitter, on Instagram. We appreciate all of you guys supporting us. You know, if if you have a sec, as we said earlier, head over to iTunes, drop us a review. It really helps us grow this this community that we're trying to build around the podcast here. And um, if you want more podcasts or content from us uh, and you're willing to donate a little bit to the to the cause, head over to patreon.com slash sneaker history and uh, check out some of the options we have over there. So uh, my name is Nick Ingvall. You can follow me at Nick Ingvall on all platforms. More importantly, follow at Sneaker History on all platforms and uh, check out Mike's new YouTube channel. Mike, let them know how they can find you. Yeah, uh, of course, find me at Sneaker History. Also find me on YouTube at my name, Mike Guillory. Uh, just started a YouTube channel a few weeks ago and actually just put out a new video today. Go check it out. Tell me what you think. And Instagram, Twitter, still at Watcher 789 right on we appreciate all of you and we'll catch you next time peace see you hey everyone this is nick again before you take off i want to ask a couple favors of you if you're interested in more episodes of the podcast consider becoming a member of our patreon page where we drop additional episodes post monthly giveaways and even help you hunt for your grails you can find us at patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Also, sign up for our email newsletter at sneakerhistory.com slash email. We send out weekly updates on the footwear business and give you insight into what we're working on at Sneaker History. Last but not least, take a second to tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how much it means to someone, and it might even plant the seeds for something even bigger. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. 
And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.